uh, we'd be waving from the train window while we're uh, as the train is moving away and everybody's waving at their parents and so on. Those were times that were difficult. I mean, a seven-year-old boy or girl, uh, that's, that's early, quite early to be leaving your mom and dad for, well, the way it looked like was for good. Stay good day. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. On today's program, we'll hear from a Cree elder who grew up in Alberta, Canada, as he reflects back on his early years and how he began thinking about his standing with God. My name is Bill Jackson. I'm from the Whitefish Lake Band, number 128 in Alberta. I am a Cree, and I... I'm getting older now, and uh, I am very, very thankful to God for saving me. Now, when people hear the word saved or my life has been changed, they many times give credit to the person to say, oh, he changed his life. He turned his life around. Uh, in my case, and I think if it's true conversion for others, we didn't do it. The Lord Jesus Christ did it. And that's what I want to tell you about. And I, I, I know mentioning Jesus Christ in this way, uh, sometimes to say, I'm saved, I believe in Jesus Christ, it somehow turns people off. If I use the name of Jesus Christ in a, as a swear word to many, oh, that's uh, nothing wrong with that. But if I use it in the right way, uh, sometimes it makes that difference. I don't want to hear this guy. Well, I hope you will hear me out. Even if you don't believe that this can happen, I think it would be fair for you, for me, for you to listen to what is being said. And after all it's been said, that's up to you, of course, what you do. So I want to begin uh, to tell you that I told you already what tribe I am from, a Cree in northern Alberta. If you don't know where Goodfish Lake or Whitefish Lake is, um, Edmonton being central Alberta, and it's to the northeast of there, about 130 miles. I uh, lived on the, on the reserve. Uh, that's where I found myself. That's where I begin to uh, wake up as a person, uh, growing up as a child, uh, mom and dad, and uh, come from a big family of 10. But some of the family, by the time I realized what was going on, they were off to school near Edmonton, uh, to a residential school. Later on, when I became... Uh, seven uh or sometime around there just before i was seven you know in november that's uh, where uh that's when i was born um i was taken to the uh, uh residential school went by train that was a new experience and my parents took me to the school i remember as they drove away i looked out from the classroom window and 
felt that <laughs> I'm abandoned here and this is uh, uh, life for me now, not desirable. There were other times that when we went back to school, uh, we'd be waving from the train window while we're, uh, as the train is moving away and everybody's waving at their parents and so on. Those were times that were difficult. I mean, a seven-year-old boy or girl, uh, that's, that's early, quite early to be leaving your mom and dad for, well, the way it looked like was for good. Well, ten months, that's a long time. Anyway, there's the school. Uh, there's a lot of the uh, kids there, some that I knew that were from our reserve, and uh, not very many, but there was some that I knew. Some were uh, quite a bit older. I didn't know them. But here we are in a uh, residence of the school that I attended. We didn't have to go by school bus anymore I, at all. You just go upstairs to the second landing or uh, second story, and there's the classrooms. And I remember uh, some of those days in the classrooms and, and so on. Well, life on the reserve, well, I remember a lot of it. My mom taught me what she knew uh, from God's Word and uh, told us stories that I remember. And after I became a Christian, I read those same things in the Bible. My mom didn't read. She couldn't read. She didn't go to school. But she told us what she had heard from her mother. And uh, she uh, remembered these and then uh, told it to us uh, in the evenings many times. And uh, I thank the Lord for some basis on which I believed in God and believed in His Word. Up to that time, of course, I I did not know the, that personal or myself believing in Jesus to be my own Savior, forgiving me of my sins. I did not know that. However, uh, sometime after I left school, residential school, uh, at 15, I was not allowed to go back by the, by the authorities at the school. I guess um, I made problems for them instead of them making problems for me. Uh, it was not a good scene. I uh, left the school then. I didn't go back, I should say. After uh, grade 8, going on into grade 9, I did pass my grades. And um, anyway, those days were, um, we weren't taught the Word of God, I'm sorry to say, during that time. There were people, some teachers who read Scripture sometime, and also uh, chapel periods on Sunday uh, the scriptures were read, but explanation of how we can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way and have the joy of salvation, that very important issue, I, I was not taught, not to me anyway. Uh, so, after this, uh, uh, my teenage years, after I was no longer in school, I didn't read much, not like I do now, but during that, those days, I believe the only thing I read was comics. You used to have the, buy a comic when you got some place where it was sold or get it somewhere, somebody lends them to you and, but that's all I read. 
pictures and there's comics. And, uh, well, this is uh, about all the reading I did. I could remember once, maybe twice, I thumb through the Bible, just just see what, what it is and so on. I, re- I read the, the Ten Commandments and we were to memorize them. There was in school and uh, some things in the New Testament, uh, I think it was Beatitudes. So I try to find these in the Bible and uh, that's about all. That's the, all the reading that I had as far as the scriptures. Then, uh, during those days, I begin to hear the gospel by radio. That is, people that I listen to seem to have it. That is, they talked about knowing Jesus Christ in a personal, sin-forgiving way. That is, they not only know there was a God, but they had experienced forgiveness of sins. And they even said that they were saved. And they even said they knew this for sure. My, that that's to me was interesting and I up to that time I didn't think you could say such words. And uh that stuck with me because these people that I listened to on the radio preached the word they told what did what God's God's plan was God what God did to save sinners and uh so I couldn't say that I was really interested and started to to uh get on with this no some things bothered me um if this was true what they were saying then I wasn't in the right position to meet God I I bothered me um they talk about Christ coming, and that bothered me. And this age coming to an end, or the world coming to an end, I had all kinds of visions about how things would be like, and be on the other side, not knowing, you know, that my sins were forgiven at all, and so on. And I would sometimes pray some. I couldn't say I really prayed to be saved, but just to be, you know, sort of lucky or have a chance that God would uh, sort of uh, pay attention to me and that I would not go to hell. Anyway, all this um, during the time I've been listening to the Word. Then I'd listen again, not every Sunday. I wish I could say all these. Oh, yeah, I just started listening and I got very interested and I got saved. Didn't work that way. Not for me. Maybe it does for others, but it didn't for me. And, uh, but I know from where I am now what God was doing. God was speaking to me and, uh, and, but he was not pushing me, not at this time anyway, but he's, he's letting me know. That he is interested in me. He's interested that I, uh, he's really concerned that I would get to know him and get saved because have my sins forgiven. And during those years, until I was, um, uh, getting on into, uh, the fall of, uh, 
when I was 17 years old, I see in uh, November, in November I'm going to be 18. After I've been listening to gospel broadcasts, there was a young guy that came uh, to talk to me out in one of the communities where I was working. We were walking on a road together, heading the same direction, about a couple of miles to the place we were going, and uh, getting on to be nighttime. And he asked me, have you ever accepted Jesus Christ into your life, into your heart? Well, that's a good question to be asked. It means that someone cared. We all need Jesus in our lives. He's the only way that we can have peace with God, both now and in the life to come. We read in the Bible, He that believes on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believes not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. My friend, God the Father cared enough for us that He sent His Son, Jesus, to pay for our wrongdoing. He did this by His death on the cross. Then God raised Jesus from the dead, proving that His payment was accepted. Whoever puts their trust in Jesus will not be condemned, but will have life with God that lasts forever. Have you done this? Have you received Jesus as your Savior? If you would like to know more, please visit our website, withoutreservation.com, and click on the tab, New Life. You can also write to us at The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. You can also find us on Facebook at Without Reservation. Want to take the storyteller with you? Be sure to download our app. Thanks for listening, and remember the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more to Bill's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.